0: Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week, we are uploading the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 15. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab.
1: Okay, we're live on Facebook. So let me introduce, uh, we are in Psalms 15 today. Yay! Happy Monday. Um, I'm joined here by Scott Jones. Scott and Patty Jones both serve on our board of directors with Christians Engaged. They are one flesh, so we count them as one person. (laughs) But amazing people from Collin County, uh, Texas. So uh, Scott has been we were just talking about has written, besides me, written more blogs for our website and articles for Christians Engage website. So check out his latest articles on uh, socialism, but he's also got some amazing uh, um, uh, prayer-themed blogs that are just amazing on the discipline of prayer and other things that he's covered for us. So Scott, let's just get going. Um, I can't believe that we are at week 15. Psalm 15, we've been doing this. Um, Scott is on our board of directors, so thrilled to have him. Um, Why don't you just welcome everybody and then get
2: into reading the scripture, Scott, and we'll just go from there. Okay, well, uh, uh, welcome everybody to our webinar. I'm just uh, so excited to be able to join Bunny for this this morning. Uh, We'll start off, I'll read the psalm. Psalm 15, a psalm of David. Oh Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill. He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbors, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. In whose eyes a reprobate is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. He does not put his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken.
1: We were talking earlier, um, as we were kind of prepping for this a few minutes before we went live, that how in the world does he punch so much power in five verses, right? Scott.
2: Right. It's amazing. You know, you go over this and go and keep finding more, more tidbits in it. It's really amazing. Exactly.
1: So I'm going to lay the foundation here. Let Scott share whatever's on his heart and then kind of dive deep into into this, what I call the characteristics of the presence seekers. (laughs) Because really, when we're looking at this psalm, we have to look at it in the context of abiding in the tabernacle, Right. Um, abiding with Christ, um, living in his presence. This is absolutely the key to our internal growth and external growth. I say this all the time, but it, it bears repeating again. The difference between Christianity is that we believe that our hearts are changed by the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. We become born again creatures. Our spirits are reborn. We become born again, and we live from this internal transformation to the external, right? It's not behavior modification. So we always have to look at any Old Testament scripture through the New Testament covenant lens, which is so important for us to do, because really, this is about abiding in him. When we abide in Jesus— things happen, right? First John 2, 6 says, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So we should be walking like Jesus walked, but we are walking like Jesus walked because we are abiding and talking to him and loving him and being transformed by him, right? I love John, John 15. John 15, John 16, John 17, I can just park there for a long time. But Jesus said in John fifteen four, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot produce or bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So the pursuit of holiness, um, we have a positional righteousness when we come to faith in Christ. That is justification, right? But then we're pursuing and continuing to abide in him for complete sanctification. That means the changing of our body, soul, spirit in every realm to be like Jesus, right? So when we're looking at these things in Psalm 15, um, look at them in that vein and know that God is transforming you by his spirit into that upright person that's walking in his presence that's staying in his temple that's lacking nothing and I love the idea again I always focus on Jesus is complete he is the holy one he's the worthy one he lacks nothing and if we're seeking after him if we're turning our eyes on Jesus um, we are also will lack no good thing And we focus on the externals lacking no good thing, meaning our finances or our health or our family. But in reality, he's talking about our soul. Our soul should lack no good thing if we are in Jesus, if we are spending time with him, if we are spending time in his tabernacle. So I'm going to turn it over to Scott because I know he's got some profound things to say. (laughs) I always set this up. uh, That's a good one. Weekly Bible study because you get so many different viewpoints, and then um, and then I'll follow back in and dive deep on some of these things.
2: Okay, uh, well I'll start off being a little bit Bible nerdy. I mean, the thing that distinguishes Hebrew poetry, like the Psalms, is parallelism. Hebrew poetry doesn't rhyme like English poetry, but it, it consists of parallel streams of thought. and And this one uh, has quite a few different uh, types of parallelism, even in only five verses. But I think the most important thing is this what's called climactic parallelism. It starts by posing a question, and then it builds to a climax in in the last line of verse 5. And um, to to understand it, I think I need to go back to something you said. This is not about salvation. This is about walking daily, abiding with Christ on a daily basis. Uh, A person can be saved, but if they aren't living daily with Christ, they're going to be, particularly in times like we we have today, they're going to be uh, consumed by fear of the government, fear of disease, uh, other things, and, and and they'll be shaken by the world. To, in, in order for us not to be shaken, and, and we, we have to be walking daily and abiding. And this just tells us some things about it. This isn't meant to be an exhaustive uh, list, but it's really representative and of, of several things. First of all, that, that you have a heart for God, that that you a seeker of truth, integrity. That's what verse two tells us. The the second thing is we don't uh, do evil to our neighbors. We we um, love our neighbors ourselves. In verse three, and then in particularly verses, um, well, verse four has a little antithetical uh, parallelism. But it contrasts. uh, We we don't honor reprobates. Those that don't uh, don't honor the Lord, or or, uh, we, we don't lift them up. We don't honor them, but instead. We honor those who fear the Lord and walk closely with the Lord. And then he finishes us by three lines that basically say we don't take advantage of the weak. So those are sort of the three things, the uh, four things, a heart for God, uh, love your neighbor, uh, don't honor those that uh, uh, despise the Lord and don't harm the weak. And if, if you're walking this way, if you're walking with a heart for God, uh, as David did, you won't be shaken. You'll know mm-hmm. that despite what's out there, in terms of trials, it's not to say you won't have trouble. Jesus says in John 16, one of your favorites, uh, in this world you'll have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. And and when we're walking like this, we, we can live in that understanding that Jesus has overcome everything. He's overcome COVID. He's overcome repressive government. He's uh, overcome riots and threats and crime. Uh, sickness, personal disaster, all these things he's overcome, and those that are walking close with him know that 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 ultimately he will have the victory over sin, over the world, and we can walk in a way that we're never shaken.
1: So good, Scott. I'm so encouraged already. I hope everybody's just already built up this Monday morning, because I am. This is what the Word of God does, so let's just look in um, a little bit deeper into this I call the present seekers lifestyle. Okay. Cause that's what we all are supposed to that's be. Good. We're all supposed to be seekers of his presence, right? We yep. want to abide in his tabernacle and we actually are the tabernacle, right? And the new Testament it talks about, we are the temple of the Holy spirit, so the Holy spirit and, and Jesus abides with us. And so it, we have, we can stop and pause throughout the day and just spend time in that place. Right. But characteristics, what Christian conduct should look like, let me say that, (laughs) we should be different, right? We should be walking different than the world. If people aren't seeing the difference, then we need to, you know, examine our own life and see if we're really in the faith. But let's look at this phrase, he who walks uprightly. Okay, I'm in the New King James. As Scott knows, I'm like old school here. (laughs) He who walks uprightly. So when we're walking uprightly, we're producing good conduct towards others. We're consistent. We are in a place where people notice our consistency. Walking with integrity of heart. We should be the ones that people depend on. When we say one thing, we don't do another, right? We are consistently good. See that word consistently consistently in that place of walking upright. That's what walking upright means. Um, you know, not. <laughs> I like the, the picture of, you know, we're, I'm just falling down, you know. The proverb says, hey, if you fall down, you get back up, right? The righteous get back up over and over and over again. Um, so we are in that place of walking upright. Working righteousness, living in that place of, Of the absolute perfection and holiness of God. That's the opposite of sin, right? Knowing that we're covered in his blood, knowing that we are to walk worthy of, in a manner worthy of his calling, right? Um, Again, this is not behavior modification, but this is a true heart change that starts changing our behavior where we submit daily to the cross. We submit daily to what God's saying to us through his word. And we change by his power. He gives us the power to change, right? Okay, my favorite part of this is, let's see, verse, speaks truth in his heart. I guess it's verse two or three. I don't have my verses on here. He who speaks the truth in his heart. Okay, I want to dive deep on this um, for a second. We many times deceive ourselves internally, okay? We... Uh, we like lie to ourselves in essence. And and I've always been fascinated w- by this, this thought um, that we come to the knowledge of the truth. When we come to the knowledge of the truth, we're transformed, right? This is the part where it's key. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite scriptures, hey, we'll get into in Psalms 51, but Psalms 51, six, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Okay, when I meditate on that scripture, I'm extremely convicted. And it says it here in, in Psalms 15 too. He speaks the truth in his heart. Um, this is a transparency towards the Lord um, that we all need to come to. That's way inside of our heart, right? We, don't, we can't hide our own pride. We can't hide our own disappointments. We can't hide our own hurt or hidden sin, hey man, God sees it all, right? But we try to, and sometimes we aren't even honest with ourselves. And this is what this presence does to us. Living and abiding in the tabernacle makes us have to deal with what's going on in the deepest places of our internal heart. And speaking the truth in heart changes everything. Um, Most of y'all have heard my story, but I've had several points in my life (laughs) where my heart was extremely messed up, and and I'm very honest about those those seasons and those moments, and it took some time in the presence of God just seeking his word in the place of prayer to realize how absolutely messed up my heart was and how I needed to get rid of offenses, bitterness, unforgiveness, pride, etc., And when you come to that place, man, it is absolute freedom. And that will transform you to move to the next part that Scott was talking about, which is loving your neighbor. Okay, look at this. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. Okay, our mouths (laughs) say so much about what's in our heart. The book of James talks about that, that unruly member that right dictates where we go and is, is the rudder on our boat. Well, when we're backbiting, gossiping, speaking against others, man, it seems fun at the time. It seems like it's a worthy endeavor, right? But I mean, it does not make our hearts happy. It doesn't make our emotions free. Um, we realize that we have some offenses, bitterness, and unforgiveness um, against people And it really shuts down our life before the Lord and hardens our heart and separates us from God. And this is not where we prosper, right? This is not where we prosper. So that is an important thing for us to continue to to take notice of. When, When we hear something come out of our mouth, we need to examine what's deep in our heart, right? Speaking the truth in our heart. Um, Okay, next one, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. Fearing him, I love the study of the fear of the Lord, but reverence and honoring God, knowing that he is the one that could send us to hell, but we fear him because he has saved us from that, right? And he is the most holy one. And so that totally transforms our life. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. Okay, I had to dig into this one a little bit. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. What does that say, Scott, in the New American Standard? Uh, pretty much the
2: same thing. He swears to his own hurt and does not change.
1: Okay, so we make a promise and we keep it, right? Even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's inconvenient. We don't change. Right. So the idea here, I looked at it up in the in the uh, Hebrew is swearing to our own hurt. Really, if we say something, we are the people that say yes and we do it. Right. Or let our yes be yes and our no be no. Right. It's right. extremely important to God that we walk in that place uh, before the people of the outside that they watch our behavior, that they see that we are the people that are going to do what we say they're going to do. Of course, there's always, you know, extraneous circumstances sometimes (laughs) where you can't match a commitment, but you're honored, you're honest with where you are in that and making sure you're communicating to the people that you've told them you're going to do something, right? Okay, last one. He who does not put out his money as usury and also who does not take a bribe against the innocent. Okay, I had to ask myself this question and as I was digging into this, um, all of you Dave Ramsey fans out there, but um, do we use, and I'm digging into this, are we in bondage, first of all, to debt? Are we living a life content in fiscal responsibility in our own personal families, God's absolutely calling us to that. But on the other side, um, we have to look at these money issues, especially as it relates to our friends and family and neighbors. Are we using our money to manipulate other people? Was a question that I was asking. Um, are we charging others enormous amounts of interest um, to pay back, and thereby making ourselves rich? Do we have a family member? that we have borrowed something from us. Okay, this one gets you. Ready? Do you have a family member that borrowed something from you and never paid you back and you absolutely hold them in bondage because of that? <laughs> How many of us have had that? We, I think we've all have a family member or a friend that's borrowed something from us and never paid us back and we absolutely resent them for it. Okay. There's so many scriptures throughout the word of God that says to set those people free, right? To not give something and expecting something in return. Why? Because it impacts your heart. Um, So I want us to all look at those fiscal responsibility issues, those how money affects our heart. It absolutely affects our heart. And that's a place that God's trying to do something, especially right now. In the last couple of year and a half, um, trying to put his finger on our hearts as it relates to our money, our contentment, what our real needs are, and are we content with a lot less than we thought we needed, right, to survive? <laughs> I don't know how many of y'all have not been to a movie theater since COVID started or have not been to very many restaurants, but I mean, I, I've i learned to live with a lot less than I thought I needed before. Um, this last season. So, you know, if we do those things, if we're in those pl- that place of his presence and we're abiding in his tabernacle, um, we will never be moved. It says in verse five, we will never be moved. We're unshakable, right? Because Christ is unshakable. He's our rock. We are unmovable because he's unmovable. Okay. I know I went long that time. I mean, that was just too much, Scott, to cover. I mean, just... Five verses of power-packed stuff. Okay, I know you have
2: another thought before we get into prayer. After yeah, our- I, I was, I was going to say a couple things, just go back and really kind of underline what you said. Um, that that uh, I don't think this psalm speaks directly to salvation. I think it assumes that if, that the person uh, you're talking about here is positionally in Christ, but talking about that daily walk, that abiding, that sanctification. And that—that uh, that point of which you're, you won't be shaken. I'm reminded that one of the men in my community group likes to say, "We are invincible until Christ calls us home." And Ooh. I think that's a really good way to live uh, when you're really living in the in the uh, the the uh, the truth of the Word of God.
1: That's so good, Scott. And and again, we're depending, we're abiding in the vine. We're depending on the vine mm-hmm. to overcome all of these things, right? Right. What I love about the word of God is it pushes us, and these scriptures absolutely do this for me pushes me to seek Jesus because I see my own lack. And, you know, we'll get into it when we get into the psalm where it talks about a clean heart and clean hands. We come before the presence of the Lord, right? Yeah. Those scriptures um, should drive us to Jesus because he ultimately is our answer for everything that's going on in our heart. So when we when we realize that we are not speaking the truth in our own heart, when we're lying to ourselves or we're covering up things, or again, I don't know how we think we can do that, but we do it all the time. I mean, that's what people discover in counseling, right? They uncover all this stuff that's in their hearts that they're not dealing with and it, they get set free. So, you know, God, ultimately, Jesus is the one we go to 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 speak truth in our heart and and we can absolutely be honest and free with him Um, and that's what he's calling us to is to abide in him and to love him and to spend time in his tabernacle and out of that we walk as he walks
2: right sounds good uh like like i said and we were talking before that that uh, verse two speaks to those that, that as, as Paul would say in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1, are above reproach. It doesn't mean that we are morally perfect. We will not be perfect this side of heaven. And and that's where we can go back and, and uh, as James says, uh, confess our sins, and he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we just have to be honest about our sin, go back to him, confess, and and he will cleanse us.
1: Right. And not living in a lifestyle or a pattern of yeah. sin that would cause us to be reproached by the world. Right. Amen. 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 OK, well, Scott, we've got about seven more minutes. Let's just pray this out. Whatever's in your heart. Why don't you lead us in prayer and then I'll, I'll close us out here. And guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, share these videos, share um, the audio podcast with your friends. Um, we're continuing to build this Bible study, and people can jump in at any time just because the Psalms are in chronological order. As you know, they don't relate to one another hardly ever. So, you can people can jump in all the time. And if you're getting blessed with uh, this Bible study, please share it with others. Go uh, ahead, Scott.
2: Okay. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful that we can come before you uh, this morning, that we can share your word together and uh, just. Um, uh, perceive your truth, understand your truth, and, and hear the message that you have for us, Lord. Your Holy Spirit uh, dwells in each one of us that uh, that are believers in Christ, and you speak to us uh, uh, sometimes in, in, in audible ways, and sometimes through other Christians, but but most often through your Word, Lord. I just pray that each person on this study today would just hear the message the Holy Spirit has for that person uh, from this Word. If if they're fearful, may they learn that that uh, they do not need to be shaken if they're abiding with God, if they've strayed away in some way or, or uh, harming a neighbor or perhaps not dealing with the sin, Lord, I just pray you would make that evident that, uh, that each person can deepen their relationship and dwell more closely with you and, um, uh, in, in their their personal walk, in their lives. Lord, help us to be people who are above reproach, that we can walk before the world, uh, an increasingly critical and hostile world, that we can walk before the world with integrity, uh, knowing that we abide in Christ and we have the strength. And we know that you, Lord, have the victory, that, that one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, we, Lord, we just look forward to that day. Uh, we, we just claim the promise of this psalm that, uh, Lord, if we can just incline our heart to you in truth, uh, that uh, if we can, can do right by our neighbor, not take advantage of the innocent, call out the, the, uh, those that, that uh, despise the word of the Lord and, and uphold and praise those uh, that are faithful to the Lord, Lord, we can just know that uh, we will be invincible, that we won't be shaken, that we will dwell securely uh, with you in these things.
1: Yes. God, I just thank you that you are getting at our hearts. Lord, you want us to speak truth in our inner parts, Lord. And we thank you for anything that you've spoken to us about today. Lord, again, as Scott just prayed, I know you're speaking to different people about different things in their life. Um, Maybe it's a family member that they've been resenting or holding hostage because of something they borrowed from them and never returned or uh, maybe it's a, a backbiting or gossiping situation. Maybe it's offenses and bitterness in our hearts towards someone else. Um Lord, I thank you that you're you're going after those parts in our heart because you want us to be free. You want us to walk in complete freedom before you in the place of prayer, in your presence, abiding with you in your tabernacle. Um, with our heart completely free and open before you. So Lord, I just thank you for taking out every hardened place. I thank you for breaking through all of the hardened shells that we even put around our heart to protect ourselves. And Lord, we just thank you that we can walk free. We, You're constantly changing us. You're bringing us uh, more into your presence and helping us to walk more like Jesus in this earth. So God, open up our hearts. Break open our hearts, Lord, that we just love others, that your love and your compassion and your mercy just shines out of us. God, we just want to abide in your tabernacle. We want to abide in your presence. And God, we want to to be unmovable um, in this time. Lord, we want to be the people, that that city um, on a hill, shining for the world to see that's unmovable, that's connected to the rock. Of Jesus Christ, that it will not be shaken when everything else is shaken in this world, when everyone else seems to be fumbling or worried or or upset or, or uh, concerned about the future, God, we are unshakable because we are in, abiding in you. God, bring us to that place daily in our own walks and help us to lead more people into that place of security in that unshakable rock. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Woohoo.
1: Man, guys, this has been rich. I mean, I have no idea what Psalm 16 is about, but I'm <laughs> super excited. Hey, a couple announcements as we close out today. Scott, thank you so much for being thank with you, us.
2: Brother, thank you for having me, buddy. It was a pleasure.
1: Love you guys. Uh, again, Scott and Patty, we met up in Collin County at a fundraiser for a member of Congress and, and just became fast friends. And we had the same exact vision. He already had a blog, um, praystandact.org. And we uh we kind of joined forces and and he has came on our board and we love. Uh, him and Patty and is now leading our resource committee so in our on our board so we're excited about having Scott uh, jump into even more leadership with us but um, a couple announcements number one tomorrow night at six o'clock is our Austin 101 class if you have not been on one of our Austin 101 classes you need to join us it's awesome And Tracy Bradford is going to be covering so many more topics that we haven't covered yet. These are standalone classes. Don't worry if you haven't been on the other ones, you will learn something. Believe me, I have been editing her notes and I have learned so much. So join us. Um, It's free registration on our website. Go to the events page and um, it's on Zoom webinar. You'll love it. Uh, We'll have lots of Q&A at the end. So join us for that. If you're not a monthly donor to Christians Engaged, join us. I mean, I don't care if it's $10 a month, $25 a month, whatever you can give, but help us produce the things that we're producing. We're trying to offer as much things as we can for free to get people uh, connected to the community of faith around Texas. Um, so help us by helping fund us, whatever you can do. Um, but we would really appreciate your support for Christians Engaged. So I don't say that enough, so I thought I'd stick that in today. Thank you guys. We will see you next week. Thank you, Scott. Tell bye, Patty You're bye. welcome. Thank you, buddy. Blessings. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at Christiansengaged.org. That's Christiansengaged.org.